This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everybody. On uh, Monday, September 16th, a few old friends and I are getting together for a new event called 90s Now. Uh, it's a reunion of sorts where some of the uh, best indie ground rappers from NYC in the 1990s are uh, getting back together for what could best be called, I guess, a hip-hop jam session. It's going to be producers like John Robinson, Cryptic One, Yish, GMS, and Pays Infinite. And they're going to be playing live beats while some of the era's better rappers are going to be dropping live verses. Uh, there's also going to be music provided by DJ Justin Raymond uh, in between the, the beat setups and before and after the show. Uh, so come on out and join us for a great night of live hip-hop on Monday, September 16th from 7.30 to 10.30 at Beer Wax, which is located at 556 Vanderbilt Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Peace. Welcome to Call Out Culture with your hosts, Alaska. This week, we need to talk about Brisley Bruin, who we will also talk to in an interview with Brisley Bruin. Yo, 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 Shablau, 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 it's your man Shablau here with the Shablau. No, I'm What's going on, y'all? Let's call, <laughs> call out culture back here once again. and um. Did we did we declare what what type of episode this is? We picked which one it was. Is a lineage. So we need to talk about. So we need to talk oh. about. Okay. Yeah, we got. Yeah. So all right. So today, lovely listeners, we are approaching the subject of a living legend. So tonight we need to talk about Breezley Bruin, otherwise mm. known as Breeze Bruin. Otherwise known as Breeze Apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what we're gonna talk about tonight. You know, we're gonna um we're gonna highlight some of our um some of our preferred verses of his, you know, break those down. And um we also might have a special guest. We got special guests on the show tonight. We may. We'll yeah, we got uh, I mean, if, if fingers crossed, Ace of Base, I'm waiting for them to get back to me to be on the yep. show. We, All we, right, let we, it. we called up the Nazi from Ace's base. <laughs> see if he oh. see if he wants to answer yeah. for his past sins. You kept that beeper. You kept Ace's base's music more than you got, you got them double A beepers. You got the double A's <laughs> for that beeper. That's the only way he knows that context. All right, yo. You know what I'm saying? This is call out culture, coc. So who would like to go first? Um, first, um, let's just I'm break down first. Who, yeah, so just break down who Breeze is for the listeners if they're not, you know, familiar. I I feel like if you listen to this show, uh, you by this point you'd have to know who Breeze is. Like most people caught us from the can the Cannibal Ox Cold Vein episode we did, and then the Nas or three thousand episodes. Like you know what you're getting with us. So if you don't know Breeze and you're listening to this, like. Just just stop it right now. Play Juggernauts, Clear Blue Skies. 
and then Prince Paul, Prince Monk Thieves, and then come back to this and you'll like it. It's like what I do when I watch movies and I have to I immediately go into IMDb and read all the trivia. Like I need to absorb the work and then I go into the minutia. So this is like that. So that's Breeze. Yeah, go go listen to records. Go buy them. Whatever. Um, so my pick, I'm going first. I'm going with the fire in which you burn rhyme. Damn. Uh, often, often delible. Nice. Yeah, of course. Company flow. Um, my my uh my my Amazon Kindle. It was like a Kindle Fire model, and it's labeled mm-hmm. the fire in which you burn. Like that's what it's labeled. Like the factory thing is. So this song has meant a lot to me uh, for twenty some years. Fucking with a nigga like myself, your lunch fail, the verge gear shows your record. So unless the host butt naked, use a loser. The crap is shit a cap until you're lonesome, but you like look everybody, I'm a silly microphone crumb. You want attention me, I flown attention vocally. First team or universe me, why your squad is benching locally? Don't mention jokingly. Ayo, them niggas ain't atomic, ain't the comic niggas gutsy. After the disemboweling, don't fuck around. I need out for your shorty with the crew and she be rape ahead. She wanna tape and dreads and thought of you a little stinger. My shit'll bring a bit of me, you're bitterly jealous. Forever living crazy, mind trying to tell us how you do it. I'm devouring you with simple shit'll get props. Don't let me bring a guard, I swing it hard like little kid bops. Um, some some of the words I really can't say a lot. I mean, out loud, <laughs> much. Um, but the one part I always loved from him was when he said, "Use a loser, decrepit should have kept onto your lonesome." But you're like, look, everybody, I'm a silly. That line is crow. so great. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, I'm a silly microphone crumb. You had That's, a chance. So I, there's, there's a line before that that I actually fucking adore that sets up that line. Oh, like Laverne's gear? Laverne's gear, because Laverne always had an L on her gear. Mm. So he's <laughs> like, you're a loser. And like, you remember back in the day, people put an L on their forehead like mm. you're a loser? Yeah. So yeah, he said Laverne's gear shows your record. Yeah. Yep. Oh! Yep. So unless the hell use a loser. <laughs> the crap. Wow. And he says, you want attention, B? I flaunt, I flaunt ascension vocally. First team, all university. Why your squad is benching locally? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, he always knew how to make the, um, the macro, mean? micro um, um, uh, verses. Like, you know, I'm, I'm so much bigger and, and you're this, you know, mortal version of what never could be me and shit. It's yeah. pretty dope. He, he, he also says, had this. Oh, Sorry, no, real quick, and the last line he says, uh, so front, I keep the tone vexing, but the head stay pleasant to the ears. Just think of Lauren Hill on phone sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. He has, um, he has this way about when he's doing shit, like when he's dissing you. Or like, you know, just throwing out the disses in the track. And it, it comes up in one of the verses I'm going to do later where he's like, it sounds like he's about to compliment you. Yes. So in that verse, he's like, your shit is butter. A butt yep. excuse for the use of noise. Yes. <laughs> like just, he'll, he'll hit you with that pause and be like, yo, you know, it's just so... But your shit's really weird. It's, it's, it's like a very um, poignant and like thinking man's approach to saying like you're a complete piece of shit. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the approach. And so remember we talked about in the Andre episode like how he's like a charmer. And he's like charming everybody, like like Breeze. He's not like charming you, but he's like 
presenting things in a way that aren't like very like brutal or aggressive, but he's still like, yeah, I'm, I will demolish you. You know, in a it's way like that's a, like, um, it passes a by you at first. Like, wait, what? A thousand small right. cuts. You know, yeah. and eventually bleed out. He's a dude yeah. you have a conversation with, and it's not until you're going to bed like later that night that you're like, wait, that motherfucker was talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. That's his whole style. I got I got a little funny story about this verse, actually, oh, yeah. if you guys want to hear it. So he has this line. He's like, don't mention joke to me. Hey, yo, them N-words ain't atomic. Mm. So there was this whole, like, little subset in the scene that was like, yo, is he dissing you guys? And I was like, oh, I don't atomic. think so. Because mm. like, oh. we were Adams fam. Oh. And like, none of, you know, none of us even thought of it because we were cool with Breeze. And then I guess somehow it also got to Breeze. So like we saw him at an event. And he was like, yo, I'm not dissing you guys. Like, I don't want you to think I'm dissing you. I'm like, we never thought it. But I was more surprised that any, we were even on anybody's radar enough that they would think that Breeze would be thinking of us. <laughs> in general it was like you know we hadn't done shit at that time other than like knowing some of these dudes but it was like a weird little I would be really sad if Breeze Bruin was dissing me <laughs> you were not Atomic yeah. so, they, so who was the Atomic who's the Atomic name I think it was just a joke you know basically I think it was dissing Cosmic Slot production by Eric Sermon but that could be me oh my god that could be you you're ridiculous was he disemboweled at any point I don't know. Because the next line is, uh, I think it's just, think it's just like when he jumped line. out the window. Jeez. When Eric Sermon jumped out the window, he could have been. It was years up. later, though. Whatever. Um, all right. Uh, I could go next, I guess. Do it. Um, so I'll, I'll pick it up on kind of what I was saying about the way like he kind of comes with these lines where it's like he's hitting you with what sounds like a compliment and then just comes back at you. So um, this song is called Jive Talk. And, you know, some of it hasn't aged well because it's from the 90s. So, like, he starts basically the second verse. It starts like he starts off like he's real amped. He's like, yo, I heard you're coming out. The closet, deposit your masculinity, your guts, the hair on your chest, your scrawny nuts. Run your manhood. It takes the average dropping bombs joker till the family jewels will be locked in your mom's choker. Come on. Mm. Your mom's choking. Your mom's choking. Your mom's choking. Yeah. Maybe niggas joke, but I never thought the KY. And when you say I got your back, you're trying to hit the hate. I never knew I the static could be so dramatic. So I cut them slack and everybody's singing who's the Mac and trying to be a player. Bring yourself a rascal. Getting crazy ass. Ripping Jock is hostile when the brother know he fly. But to be reminiscent of Jeff Goldblum falling apart. Breaking as the ruins in your soul looms and giving. You're driven by the stress. Thoughts are deep. Don't in my calling, but the juggernauts will never fail to beat your style's corny. Just a horny slob. Talk about you getting laid off and then you best to get a fucking job. But not the job. You best to get yourself a job. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know what? I remember um, I tweeted something a while back about Nas's flow on uh, on Nasty, where he does like that run on flow like that, where like he ends a line and, he, and it's ending up, it's ending something you said, but then it's starting another double entendre. And and I was talking about that, and someone pointed out, or I posted something also saying like, actually, I think he got this from Jive Talk, like that style. Cause like Breeze is running that style. Yeah. 
I mean, even even the next verse he comes. Can I just hit you with the real quick like opening of it? He's like, mm-hmm. um, when the time comes, I can't front your styles, milk, curdling close to cottage cheese with your verbal and your boast of knowledge, please. Kid, you know my style's deaf, cause you couldn't possibly be hearing loud and clear and mean the shit you're saying. Quit your playing, cause your thought is nothing. Only around the edges you be roughing. In comparison, mm. I'm only catching L's when I puff them. Mm. That dude was the hardest. Stop playing, man. Yeah, nobody runs harder than fucking Bree. Straight up, like then again, it's 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 like a it's like he he takes you through a maze to get back to the point that you're a clown. <laughs> Straight up, the mirror, the mirror at the it, It's almost like did you? Did y'all ever play this game like when you were like teenagers and somebody finally got their license and you'd all be, you'd all run to the car and there'd be like one person who got there last and you'd like drive up like 10 feet and you'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm only kidding. Come yep. on, come on, come yeah, on. Come yeah, on. Come on. Yeah, and yeah, they'd run yeah, up yeah. and get their hand on the door and then you yep. whip off yeah. another 10 feet. You're like, no, no, no. That whole verse is that. Yeah, It's just a, a fucking lyrical version of that shit. Yeah, nice. you're a complete clown. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of verbal slaughtering, I'm going to go into my pick. And my pick is produced by the um the one and only Mr. Len. It's called This Morning. And it's on mm. it's a song with um with Breeze and like Queen Heroin and like when him and his sister are like on tracks, to me it's like Wonder Twins Unite. I know they're not twins and shit, but like they bring out the best in their powers. I mean Slim too. Like I, it's just like the family dynamic of the three of them is is, is really um admirable, you know. I'm an only child, but I also have a brother. So, like, anybody that knows if you have cousins, whatever things you have, you know it's hard working with them. And the fact that they um they come across, like, with such a plum is, is is really something to look forward to. And it's just beautiful, man. You know, Black family producing LMCs, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so, like, he kicks off this verse. It's like, a pain in the neck having to grab when attaining your check. But gaining respect, another matter. My brother, gather your heavy artillery, raw flow, thought, guts. Get ready, God. It'll be war, no shortcuts. About Shaq acting, and they tell he references steel. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, he say he says uh, you're about as strong as Shaq with the acting. My steel for real, mm. Mike or otherwise. Strike y'all brother size XL. Get the fuck, the fuck out of here, man. Like this is masterclass stuff here, and for him to still be unsung, but revered, like those that know. He no, never outstayed his welcome. He never outstayed his welcome. That's that's a big point. Big point. He never oversaturated his own market. It's still a jewel, you know what I'm saying? And I think in this industry, with the way merch and limited, you know, edition it runs, whenever he's ready, they ready for him and shit. Motherfuckers will snatch that shit up quickness. That'll be on resale in a minute. Some vinyl hit. So, you know, salute to the gods. That's what it is. Z, you back up. Oh wow. 
Um, Yo, can, can I just yeah. point out something that I noticed in your verse? It's something that I've noticed in in his rhyme schemes. He has the illest rhyme structures because he'll rhyme a word on like the, the at the end of the fifth bar, and mm-hmm. then hit you with like internal rhyme structures, yes. like for another six bars, mm-hmm. and then bring that rhyme back to that. Like, yep. You know, a, Another like six or seven bars later. It's like a boomerang like, and shit. And it, it fucking hits every time. You notice it. Like he does it so well that you notice it. Like I've tried to do that before and like I don't even notice when I do it. Like I'm like, damn, that didn't work. But when he does it every time, it's just like perfect. It's like, God damn. Like I feel like that's, that a, comes um, from just, like you, you, you looking at a page and like seeing yeah. where things match up even from before. You know what I mean? And like knowing yeah. how to like swoop it around, you know, because like when some people write it, they'll have like notes to themselves, like like little like little underlines or, you know, things you, you accuse yourself like on this part, I got to do it like this. So like when you're actually like writing with a pen and pad, you get to have that. And I think with him, it's like, that's a very like meticulous person. <laughs> I mean, like the, like you said, whip that back around and catch you something on bar 12 from bar six. And and with that, Captain Boomerang style. Yeah, it's, it's a J, J J Live does that shit too. J Live, oh, like, yeah, yeah. That that joint is like you know, you know really did this like, but no one ever caught it. Um, was like early meth. Meth did that, and I remember like seeing oh. an interview or a video with him once where he was talking about like how he was writing like that, like he was he caught it like looking at it the page of how he would set everything up. So like when he does like bring the pain where he says like, um, it's like, he's like methods. I'm not was it, methods. I'm not the king, but brothers is decap. I stick him for the ring cream. Check it. Like check it rhymes with methods, which was the first bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, just how deep can shit get deep as the abyss and brothers is may have fish. Accept it. So like his last bar start rhymes with the first line. Like the first words, but like you can only f- yep. figure that. But he's flowing so crazy, and his voice and his flat, like he's dancing and bouncing while doing like super technical writing. Like, but but you you don't even catch it because he's just like you know gliding on it, and so like Breeze can do that where it's like he's gliding all over, and like you don't know where the lines are gonna match up, and then when they do, it's like boom. You're like, oh, I, I didn't think it was gonna be there, and then like it's like a landmine. You're just like blowing your foot off. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, he's he's fucking awesome with that shit. So the one I had next was the was a newer one on the Blockhead album, uh, Free Sweatpants. Shouts to Backwoods. Shouts to Blockhead, man. Um, this joint was crazy. I actually was replaying this album at the gym the other day because it's like, I'll be honest, it's like not one of my favorites only because it's like it's hard to pull off like a half instrumental, half producer album with rappers, which I've never heard someone pull off. And so there's parts where, like I want to hear more rapping and it's a beat. And then there's parts where I want to hear it's like if it was like two separate EPs, I'd be like, okay, cool. But just for me, like it was just hard to catch like the arrangement of it. Um, but like the you know, but like hearing like the tree song again on that album, oh my god. That tree tree and blockhead really need to do a record. Like I've heard, you know, Blockhead with Woods and Armin Hammer a bunch. Uh, but him and Tree got something. And then like likewise, him and him and Breeze. So it's the joint uh, Slippery Slope with Billy Woods, Mike Eagle, and uh, Breeze. So when you hear like Woods 
come in with a blockhead joint and Woods gets busy. And then you hear Mike Eagle. I watch the cats, watch the mice. Yes, that joint's crazy. Uh, and then you hear Mike, you know, who's like the complete opposite of Billy Woods. And then you have Bru- Bru- Bruin, who's the complete opposite of both of these guys. You know what I mean? Like, it's so fascinating to hear their voices and styles. So he says, listen, I'm so ebbed into styling that's wild and wilder than cold lamping. While it's while it's flavor flave ain't behaved like no tramping. Holding hate, hate talking talkin golden, golden state, state ain't, ain't no, no champion. champion. Hood people talking good, we gon' go camping. I'm good. All the unseen and in my case cause sun gleaming. Back spinning the X intended for puns meaning. Phonics on some black as onyx word the sun season. Looking down the barrel of life like gun cleaning. On some ready to shoot jack, I'm through the night. Bookying, dodging, heavy pursuit, crack a move, gets tight, bookying. Order stop, quarter cops when they lack reasoning. Other than when the brother offends with black breathing, as I hope for better options. But stay with my Listerine and keep it old as red and dark of the bay. Tight whistle cleaning, it can make you wanna kill a man. If I'm real being shit's the meaning. You think you, think you, know, you know what, what I'm meaning? meaning? It's like, oh my god. Jesus Christ. It can make you want to kill a man. If I'm real being shit's demeaning. Oh my like, yo, he slipped it. Come on, yo. Stop, stop it, man. Like, this is game. Dude, the, is game. the fucking line that uh, when a brother offends like black breathing. <laughs> so as I hope for better options, I stay with my list of reading. Jesus. I'll stay, I'll stay with my list of reading. Yo. I love what he says, while it's flavor flavor ain't behave like no tramping, holding hate, talking golden state ain't no champion. That's like that's like a six syllable rhymes matchup. Yeah. Behave like no tramping. That's oh, six definitely, syllables. He definitely was Yeah, he was in control Ooh. of the syllable. Uh, some people don't like those choppy I love flows, but like he, he was in control of the syllables for real, for real. I like, love that. It was pretty impressive. I love that. <laughs> Yo, he had he had the super smooth style with it, though, right? Too, like, and, the, and you know what the ill juxtaposition with with those three MCs? So like me, Woods like writes like like punch you in your face, like bumper car wisdom, observational, like things that just like stick in you. But like they're like it's like statements. The way Woods writes shit, like Woods doesn't write like couplets that are like neatly paired into a 16 bar structure. He doesn't count bars. And then you have Mike Eagle, who's like low key, observational, sardonic, um, you know, kind of absurdist style. And then you have Breeze, who's just like, <laughs> like the, like the maze runner of saying ill shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a really great lineup of guys. And that's like the first song they out. Yeah, it it's really fucking is. cool, man. It's really well. I love that it's shit. It's a dope song. All right, we got it. Um, all right, so I'm gonna jump in my next one, and this is this is more just like Breeze sort of taking a concept, but turning it, it like you know, taking an, an interesting concept and turning it into essentially like a bragging boasting rhyme. Mm. So this is this is for a song off the Juggernauts uh, album called Trouble Man, oh. and, and the verses. Damn it to hell, it's I feel my brain swell like meningitis with the slightest mind motion giving me the notion that I got it bad. I think I got a brain to my brain, boom, I'm such a pain. I analyze the strain and then understand it to see what's planted. That shit is ill, but still the thought I'm loving. Got the dome growing with the biscuit in the oven, shoving nothing but the nutrients. My diet to support me, a whiff up the spliff, a guzzle of the 40 to inspire fire thought to the mic. There was marriage, 
rugged rhythm that I'm showing. I think I feel my water breaking, thus I'm flowing. Time in my contractions, concentrating on my breathing. He been curses at the fall, he has the funk. Cause if I fuck my shit, ain't living. Push and give it every bit of what I want. That's the ruin, miracle of birth. He just took the whole concept of like, I'm just gonna write this dope ass rhyme. That's that's gonna be a little shit talky. And it's just basically turned it into like a story of fucking birth. Almost by accident, like stripping acid accidentally into the genius and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I do wonder if he like came up with that idea because like the beginning doesn't have anything to do with that, right? That's incredible. It's sort of just like he's sort of hitting on some medical points and then it looks like it just clicked at one point. Like, hold on. Yeah. He's. I'm gonna fucking run this shit. That's crazy, bro. That joint is stupid. Are that? Yeah, sometimes a verse will lead you where it wants to take where you're supposed to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, the, and the sample on the beat is the ill-ass fucking um, John Coltrane favorite things. The beginning of that. They're like... Dun, 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 Shit is so hot. Yeah, he's unreal with that joint. I love that song. I play that. Like, there, there's times where I'll be like, oh, I just... I I have like I have rap chores to do. I have verses to do for people. I have a feature. I got an album to wrap up, and I get like bogged down with like the weight of chores, and like I'll play that joint, and I'll be like, okay, I'm ready to go. I I, I can yep. do something now. He's definitely a catalyst. Like you can listen to him and get back into the back into your groove. Like you get get back to work. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely one of those catalysts. Like. Oh shit! You know what I'm saying? Breeze ain't put the pen down. I ain't doing it either. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Cash, um, what you got? All right. So again, I always go back to the Wonder Twins analogy, and here's a joint <clears throat> off uh, Prince Amongst Thieves. Um, obviously, a favorite of the pod. It, it really was like a landmark. Um, just seeing it um, in rhyme form. There was other things out there that made attempts. Like I think wasn't Carmen. Around no, was later. the same time, was later. wasn't that out? It was a little later, but like, you know, but um, the whole conceptual thing and like, it really like paying off, you know, in um, audio form. And so like, this one joint on there called um, uh, The Other Line and shit, it's like him talking to his, um, he's trying to get his girl to call out of work for him so he could, um, so he could run around with homeboy and shit. And so, um, Oh, what's the other character in Prince? I'm oh, the dude, uh, Shah. Shah, yeah, yeah. So we're running around with Shah. So. so he calls um his girl Tammy, who's being played by um Queen Heroin and shit. And it's like it starts, and it, the the conversation because he's he has such a um, off kilter but proper flow. The conversation, you know, starts and stops, and it's just ill. And it's like, hello, good morning, girl. I know the dawn and clear skies. Yeah, they vibe just to honor the persona of my boo. What you smoking? Listen to this one. You're joking. You're so funny. What happened? No money. What do you mean? What do you mean? The corny compliments. You playing with my confidence. Fuck around the consequence. Be down so. Yo, I'm just like, hey, what's the deal? But you want some steady. Well, then wait a minute, girl. This nigga got a call. Hello? Who this? It's Tyreek. Who this? This Nisi. Where you at? He stepped out. Will you tell that worthless, pathetic, deadbeat motherfucker? Yo, yo, not for nothing. Yo, I'm on the, I'm on the line. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, damn right, Tyreek. Might I speak? State your claim. Rather state your game. Have me fucking fun. What I done? You sort of grimy. From caller ID, you a true shit. No surprise. So? Give me the lies. What's the new shit? His grandmother died again. Give my love. You got into an accident. Oh, my God. Are you okay? You got abducted on some X-Files shit. From up above, whatever. 
job, no, no way. I guess you know it all. Yo, listen, I don't know nothing except I'm getting sick and tired of helping y'all niggas frontin' on the real. The people at your job that hurt it all, you gonna get fired, Tyree. Oh, hold up, y'all. I gotta get this call. Hello? Hey, yo, what's up, straight man? Let me speak to the guard. What's the deal? Yo, um, yo, yo. Yo, he kind of busy, yo. Wrench, so I, I think he just stepped out. Oh, he definitely just stepped out. Where's my mom on this other call, yo? Peace, hold up. Okay, you have fight. I'm calling you to call my job, but girl, this is the last. Right, the last time. That's what you said the last time, Tyree. You gotta stop playing. Look here, that's what the fuck I'm saying, girl. For real, I'm working on some big shit. So what you saying? I ain't saying a word. I ain't trying to jinx it. So you fix it. Tell me, trust me. It's something like an interview. For more money? No doubt. But wait a minute. Why I'm calling it for truth? It's like a hookup with his people. I just heard some stories about your boy Tyreek. Is this shit legal? Love, this shit is all legit. But check it out. I gotta go. You gotta know by now. I'll do anything for your stupid ass. I know that, girl. Good looking. For real. But yo, this best be the last time. Oh, man. Like the schemes, y'all. The schemes, and it's like it's an enviable one because it's not easily duplicated. No. It's not like you could just come and do that shit. It's not Amigos flow who took from somebody no. else anyway, you know, really took from Love Finesse. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, it's just really, it's, it's really heavy and hectic and, um, in a good way. And then um, your grandma, his grandmother died again, give my love. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be part of your scheming no more. So I, I just thought it was it, it's such a well-executed song. And um, really goes with the visual narrative that uh, Prince was going through, and and this and it, we talk about it, you know, this guy's just a master storyteller and shit. So mm -hmm. even when he's in the story, and it's so funny too, like you know what I mean? You can't. I used to listen to this shit over and over again, and I was, and I was running with female MCs at the time, not to make it specific, but I always wanted to make something like this, and I, I have some feeble attempts. Um, shout out Ethel C. And shit. Yo, Ethel, yeah, Ethel, <laughs> all that. Ethel C is live, man. All right, so I'm going to jump in then off, off of uh, Prince Among Thieves. So the join is uh, put the next man on. And this is like nice. him doing drug dealer raps. So it's the part in the album when, you know, he's fully fledged into, you know, getting a key and making some quick rap money. I mean, some street money, to, you know, put it towards his demo and get a deal with the woo and all that. He says, and, on the, and there's two verses, so I'm going to try to like condense it. But he says, <laughs> I flips more weight than Oprah. Strips all faith and hope my skills superb. Krills to herbs and dope by lace brothers. But the wolves, I bless the spender, but test up and door waste motherfuckers. Rules are broken, smoke free of charge. Be not drugs, but hot slugs. See, I'm large. Like mister, I got no shame. A rational nigga to cash climb. Sit ain't no game. It's more like a national pastime. Your sales pitcher down the pipe. Come get a hit. I never fail to get the cloud tight. I never quit pursuing these crabs. Recruiting rehabs and churches. My search is all going. But yo, fuck it. I want this doing. Can I please your crime crew shit? Genevieve's time. Drug, drug store to thug lore. Like, that's a dude, like, dipping his toe in, like, street rhyming. And I was like, and then later on he does another verse where he says, I, I've gone back to this line. Like, yo, it, he says this line where you, you ever like hear people make like a punchline. It's the most simple, direct thing in the world. You're like, why? Not, why? It's so simple. I why never thought of that. that. He opens up his yeah. second verse saying, I gets money like little Kim. 
That's the best. I gets money like little Kim to take a facial to make him pay a skill for getting done. I sit away in jackpots to miss and be officially a crack spot with a purpose. I get my service, the niggas serve us. A neighborhood infested, that stay a good investment. I peep your operation, let a nigga give me more sign. I never been arrested, but expect the unexpected with full premeditation. With a running with pole nine, I freaks the amnesia, or maybe like I be strung out, catching a damn seizure. Fuck it, I bite my tongue out. Nothing to lose, cousin, your crew's the top notch. Let's, Let's get biz. biz. Run through Run brothers, blocks like hopscotch. Oh, man. Yo, he's basically breaking down Snowfall, that verse. Oh, that's, God. that's Snowfall. The God third verse Snowfall. is Snowfall. You know what I mean? Like a neighbor. Hey, yo, man, I'm yo, y'all. Yo, I need, I need, I need a break, yo. Let's let's take a break, man. I'm getting bowled over by the traveling truck. I'm gonna take a break. So let's let's, let's take a break. Hey, y'all, quick break from the show. It's Zilla Rocka. You can check out the new album from me and Curly Castro as Grift Company. The album's called Too Many Secrets. Pre-orders are up now at WreckingCrew.BandCamp.com. You heard the first single, Company Dro, featuring the homie Open Mike Eagle. Album's dropping in October on digital and limited edition CD with the OB strip because we're fly like that. Uh, you can hear the rest of the album once you pre-order it, I imagine. I don't, I don't know how it works, but it's up. I want you to check it out. CD dropping in October. All right. Griff Company, Too Many Secrets, WreckingCrew.BandCamp.com. Back to the show. Yo, we back. Call our cultures. Shablap. You know what I'm saying? Blap, blap, Whatever it is. Um... All right, so we got um, Alaska. You got another um, selection for us as we go through Breeze's um, glorious catalog. Yeah, I'm going to go with... So So this was a song that... I first got this song off of, like, Bob Beto. So it was, like, a crazy fucking hissy tape. Like, you, know, <laughs> you had to, like, blast it as loud as you could possibly do it just to kind of right. hear it. Right, um, right. And, and this song is called I'm Gonna Kill You. And it's one of Breeze's story joints. And the thing about Breeze is, for me anyway, like he is the ultimate storyteller in hip-hop music. Um, you know, like Ghost is an amazing storyteller. Slick Rick is an amazing storyteller. Uh, Andre is an amazing storyteller. But this dude, there's something about the way he tells his stories that these other dudes don't have. You know, so the other dudes will just tell you a story. They'll tell you what happened. In most of Breeze's stories, there's these elements in there that, you know, bring you right into the world with him. Mm. And, you know, he, he kind of like leads you down this path of where you're expecting the story to go. And then at the end, with just a subtle like twist of his hand, the whole story changes and it forces you to go back through the whole thing and listen to it again just to figure out like the things that you were missing as you were going through it. Mm. So for example, this song is about Breeze, like basically coming up on this girl that he's like hella into, um, you know, they, they hook up, they're leaving her crib and some motherfucker jumps up and he's like, next time I see you, I'm gonna kill you. And he fucking breaks out. Mm. And then basically the rest of the song is Breeze being like, what the fuck? Why does this dude want to kill me? I don't know who the fuck this guy is. And the girl's like, don't worry about it. He goes home. He's still like thinking about it. He's like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm basically just, like, dealing with all the emotions you have when somebody's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. So he's, like, basically, like, fuck it. I'm out. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm taking my gun and go see this girl. I'm not going to be no pussy. Um, so he leaves. As he's leaving, he gets a beep from the girl. Beeps from 911. For those that don't know, back in the day, people carried beepers. If somebody beeped you 911, mm -hmm. 
It was an emergency. It means you need to get back to them immediately. So he fucking runs up on her block. He gets there. The whole block is taped off in police tape. And his girl is shot dead. And the kid that said that is in handcuffs being led away from the cops. So the whole time you're sitting with Breeze and he's freaking out like, what the fuck? Why does this dude want to kill me? He's not even the important part of the story. Mm. The important part of the story is this girl and her relationship with this guy. And she's the target of this killer the whole time. Like, he wants to kill her. He doesn't give a fuck about Breezley Brown. Hmm. So you're spending all this time with him going through these fucking, this wonderful story. And then just at the end, you realize, like, it ain't really even about you. It's about her. Mm-hmm. And it just changes the whole outlook of the song. So now you got to go back to it and, like, just listen to the whole thing. So, like, at the end, the whole part is, like, um, he's, like, after, after he sees her, he's, like, homebound. Feel the dome pound, I ponder on the yonder. Because the jaws of money got my Swanson imitating Bronson. But fuck a death, all that murderous conversion. Could never have my person losing the Still I must have slumber, who knows the foe's mastic. If it's fake, it's Nathan's, then I could be sways on the stress cause at any length. Bad nigga see God and Santa Claus, gas to the tenth exponent. Fuck it, I see him, I'm a flex, dude, it makes sense. Head slap, chillin' in the room, I load the jammy, think about it for a second, then I grab it. Cause yo, I'd rather have it, not need it, than need it, and then not have it. To follow, I swallow, get on fire for fear and shit. Like Honey said, don't stress it, just don't care and hit the streets like Mr. Hard Rock. But Hard Rock's become rock hard with rigor mortis, and respect is the commandment, the divine trigger taught us. When a dying nigga caught us off guard and scarred, mental agony of all sorts, at least he made a handsome corpse for me. I wants my wrinkles and my hairline while receded Honey beats me now, I wonder love bones needed Fuck it, I'm out Brothers on some ill shit, kill shit coming out they face Next time I see you, I'ma kill whoever's jet Brothers on some ill shit, kill shit coming out they face Next time I see you, I'ma kill whoever's check it out, I turned the corner to a block People's was looking wild enough And I seen shorty with the mouth by DT's With handcuffs and getting closer to a gate I figured that he wasn't bluffing The honey I was with a strictly body bag stuffing and then it comes in with the R. Kelly Next sample. Because I'm saying bye-bye. Oh this shit is fucking monstrous. <laughs> it's just this brilliant fucking story. It's short. It's quick. And you're just like, fuck. You're just like brought into like this fucking crazy psychological experiment that this yeah. dude was thrown into. What, what did I just watch? What did I, what just happened? And shit. Like, yeah, that's incredible, yo. Like the foresight you needed to write all of that and then do the like the big switcheroo. It's like you you can't just like make that up. It's that's like a, I'm I'm constantly in awe of him. Yeah. Like and not in a not in a way that I'm in awe of other MCs because I, I kinda understand other MCs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he does it. Like I'm just like I've I've never seen anything like, like that. Like his choices and, and you know, the flows whole, and then like yeah. And then, like, whole will rearrange certain phrases and patterns that you've heard a million times. And, but then, like, yeah. his pop culture references are like, he says things a million people have said, and, he's th- and he says things no one's ever said. Like, it's, he's yeah. really unpredictable. Like, even, even like listening to 20 year old tracks, it's like, you're not, you, you, you can't be like, oh, yeah, this is the part where this happens. You're still just like, wait, what? That's still there too. I, I didn't catch this. I mean, I mean, like, like this, just this little stanza here at the end where he's like talking about like if he was killed, what it would be like. 
He's like, mental agony of all sorts. At least he made a handsome corpse. Mm. That's like the only thing you could say about somebody who, who's young that died, mm-hmm. right? At least he made a handsome corpse. And then he's yeah. like, not me. I want wrinkles in my hairline wide receding. And then immediately he's like, ah, I got beeped. Fuck it. She needs to get boned. I'm out. Mm. Like, it's just like, it so captures your mindset when you're like in your early 20s, right? Right. Because it's like, one, you're invincible. And the, the only time you ever have like these sort of flirting ideas of your own mortality is you're like, well, if I die, at least like everybody will be sad. They'll be like, oh, he was the best. I'll have girls there crying for me. They'll be like, he made, he's, look how handsome he is. Mm-hmm. Right. And they say, but that's not going to be me. I'm going to get old. And then it's like immediately like, oh, no, it's time to have sex. I'm out. <laughs> It just it's, so and it, it's the it's the magic like headphone music like you're in your headphones listening to it so he's immersing you even further you're bopping to it you're relating to it that's another immersion you're relating to it it's in your headphones plus his talent to envelop you in what he's what he's doing and shit so like you know salutes to him and shit yeah and, and he, he takes this basic concept that everybody's been through as well of like meeting a new girl her having like a jealous ex or you know like yep. an ex that you got to deal with. You know, or the block you got to deal with, or a neighborhood you got to deal with, any little yeah. obstacle like that. Yeah. Yeah, he just flipped it. Crazy. Such a simple flip, and he did it, and it's brilliant, and nobody else is fucking even flipping. No. He's a goddamn genius. He really is. All right, Castro, why don't you take us home? So, sorry. <laughs> uh, my third pick is a more recent one. Of Aesop Rock's album, None Shall Pass, is called Getaway Car. And um, and we're just talking about like Breeze's master of the storytelling. So in this verse, he's a TV assistant. And he's and he's like miking up guests and shit like that. But but because he's an MC, he's noticing like cats like cuffing the mic wrong and shit like that. And it's just, um, and like, again, you could just immediately relate the first line. Ayo, ayo, I send this to all of my corporate corpses who ain't been there. Shit like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Trying to abort the thoughts of coming out wilding. Coming out time to off the office, I was surely sort of twisted. Looked at a TV studio and audio assistant. Easy, do my duty, though at times was in a me mood. How'd I gotta be cool? I was on the brink of fiends. Drew living at the green room. Made a brother the same color, but beyond neon. Pushing me to pee on, barking her dreams to be gone. Turning to the talent and many they haven't any. Was especially a challenge when he be like, God damn it, can he hear this vocal? As he cuffing it, how my mic sound? Thinking on the lowest perfect when he put the mic down. Clown stand steady, really wanting subservience. Sound man, Vivian, thinking I fucking murdered them and steaming as I'm watching through, leaving on some hot pursuit. Gotta win as these cats be modeling. So he, it's ah, it's just, it's just the ultimate relatable MC, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. You you can walk, um, you can walk toe and step with the brother, and um, and at the end of the verse, you're like, damn. Like maybe that's maybe that's his greatness is that he's very relatable and he doesn't create a huge persona character he's just like i'm just so ill of this shit you know what i mean like i'm not like 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 doom is so ill but doom has the character and the mythos behind him you know what i mean like same thing with ghost third third yeah yeah they're talking about themselves a lot yeah or like jay or on dude's bit like they 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 made themselves like super duper character stars and archetype like Breeze doesn't really fit any of that. He's not like he, he doesn't fit like oh he's like the such and such guy. 
He's just fucking a master of like sequencing rhymes. And his and his voice is fucking crazy. He's also the type of dude that's not like he's not going outside of himself. Like like you said, there's no persona, mm-hmm. right? So he takes just everyday shit, like the most normal shit, and makes mm-hmm. it electric. Mm-hmm. Right? Like what's that charge like, to it? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's like a real special talent. I think like Homeboy Sandman has a similar talent. Mm-hmm. Where he could just make like a, a fucking song about walking around a pond and it's dope as shit. That's an Aesop Rock derivative too. Mm-hmm. You know, um going to get donuts or whatever, but like but that's the master of writing, you know what I mean? We, and we yeah. get that from literary greats. Like, you know, we gotta it's, it's gonna be interesting. That's that's our craft and, and um Breeze definitely has that in spades. It's never a non interesting 16 from him or you know or any verse length um really just <laughs> salute to the kid like you know what i mean i'm, I'm just glad we have him you know uh-uh. yeah yeah he's amazing man like really it's yeah his, his lineage is great there you go wrapping him up that's not the it is it is not, a lineage of greatness bro because this guy's fucking incredible we need to talk about the greatness oh, okay, of his just, lineage, the Breeze Bruin episode. And there we go. There you go. There we go. There we go. I like that. Yeah. All right. Can can I can I now can I now? Yes. Yes. Back? Yes. Yep. All right. Fuck it, man. You know what I'm saying I had the whole way of introducing and being clandestine. Now we got a special guest. Special guest is Bruce Lee Bruin. You know what I'm saying? And we're gonna talk to the brother. You know what I'm saying? Right after this break. Boom. Pulls my leg and begging for mercy. My verse be the dog king it. Come on, swing and I try to kill it. Apply my skill shit and the floor's coming. Who ain't feeling my joint? So what that mean? The jaws numbing till let me stop. Gotta get my joint dislodged and retire armies and niggas. With my dishonorable discharge in your grill. Pulling from deep in your guys to play up. You talk about respect, mind, steady missing your layups. Pose the foes. I start staring while chuckling, hard tearing style. Fuck you then. All the other miles, I well stop. Shell shot, describing the bombs and lobs incoming. When drumming vocal localized for niggas talking about Luigi, must be modeling Susan, Erica Kane, bitch like reputation for losing. Listen, you hear voices saying, damn, that's a sucker, paranoid. Looking like Fuzzy Zella at the Walker. All right, listeners, um, as promised in the beginning of the episode, we have a very special treat for you. Uh, we are joined on the pod now by the one and only, the man we've been discussing for the last nine hours, Breezley Bruin. Breeze, thanks Shablash. for joining us. What up, what up? Nope. Yeah, man. Glad to be so, here. Glad to have you. Thank you for taking the time. Um, so, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about your style and, you know, the way you rhyme and stuff. And I was kind of wondering, this is like my question. I'm just going to jump right into the thick of it. Like, the, the thing that stands out for me the most with your style is your storytelling. So when you, with these stories that you have, like sort of like Lucifer, um, uh, shit, I always blank on the name, but next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. Um, you know, shit like that. Like clear, clear blue skies. Clear where you, skies. Yeah, like where, where do you come up with the, the concepts for these songs? Like how, how do they come to you? Are they based on real life? Are they based on sort of just ideas that you've you sort of been playing with for a while? Is it a combination of the two? Like what, what's the process for that? It's usually like... There's a couple of elements that are dead real, and then it's just like embellish, embellish, embellish to like mm-hmm. to try to make a point. So with Lucifer, 
I definitely was going to Jamaica Hospital. I was 18. It was like uh, wellness classes. And then mm. like for a break in the wellness class, they were like, oh yeah. So mind you, this is 19, uh, this is 1993. So this is the end of the crack era. So they were like, <laughs> yeah. um, they was like, yeah, why don't you just, let's take a walk. And then we took a walk and we walked through, you know, um, like the crack baby ward. And it was oh. like, wow, small fetuses. And, you know, like just just emaciated, like shaking babies. And it was, it was, you know, it was it was a lot. So it was like we was walking through, like, why are you taking us through here? But everybody in the class was, you know, was black or Latino. So it was like they I guess they had they reasoning. And, um, <laughs> scared so that spawned. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was like scared straight of like child, you know, <laughs> of childbirth. And um <laughs> so it was um that spawned Lucifer. Um I'm gonna kill you. Shout out to my dude, um my dude Shay from New Haven. We was at um Adelphi together and uh he had an instance with a young lady um who had an ex who had seen him and her, and he basically threatened his life. And I remember we was chilling uh, at BAU, actually. And he was like, yo, man, uh, you know, the other day I went home, and let me just ask you, you know, when's the last time somebody just straight said, I'm going to kill you? You know, he just said it like that. And I was like, well, I don't heard it, but let me hear your story. So I literally took his story and, you know, in, in the actual story, the dude, Ended up getting getting murdered from a home invasion. So oh, man. I was just like that pushing yeah, shit. Like that. The dude, yeah. So then I just kind of flipped it around and I was like, well, what if we kind of talk about it this way? And then she would be the victim, and you know it would, you know, get get a bit more connection to the whole idea of, you know, like a, I guess an abusive relationship or or just a disturbing relationship and uh clear blue skies man that was like a dude in my neighborhood like <laughs> you know like when i came up in the northeast bronx it was like we was on the edge of like white flight like so when i was growing up i had like my birthday parties was looking like benetton commercials and then <laughs> by the time when i was like six or seven and then by the time I was like 12 or 13, there was like one or two rugged white boys who just ain't never leave. So, yep, yep. Was, you know what I mean? So it was like one of them dudes. Um, I mean, like I we got pictures, you know, with us in the, in the tub together. You know what I mean? His mom giving us a bath, my mom giving us a bath when we was real young. And then I remember like us just chilling in the crib and then it was just like, you know, his mom just like, Real innocently, like, I mean, he bagged the baddest broads. He was just like, you know, bad black girl, black, bad Puerto Rican girl. He he ain't never, out of, for some reason, he never really was hollering at the white girls and all the, the couple of white girls who were still straggling around before their families moved away. They was loving this dude, like a young De Niro looking <laughs> cat. And, and, and he was in the street. And he was a real dude. Like he was in the street. He got money. He did everything. He bust your ass and ball. Like cats, I don't want to say his name, but cats in the Northeast know this dude to this day. And then um, so then his mom was like, When you gonna bring home, you know, a nice girl? 
nice girl with like blue eyes, you know, pretty blue eyes. And I was just, I'm sitting there like, damn, I'm sitting right here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, I still love her to this day. You know what I mean? It's crazy. You know, like, you know, I still love her. She's like a mother, but it was just like, damn, it's just stung a little. And then, you know, um, Slim was just like, you know, my brother was like, yo, man, just take that and, and, and superimpose that to this idea of perfection and clear blue skies. And so, like, I can't, mm. there's no story that's, like, not based in something that went on. I mean, I even, like, like uh, uh, She Loves Me Not was dead real. Um, mm-hmm. That was my situation with my kid's mom, uh, my first kid's mom. And then, um, you know, even, bump, uh, what you call it, um... Leon Phelps, dead real. That shit was just straight me and, you know, just being stuck and, and my dudes coming through like, like, what are you doing? Nice. F that B. Right. I'm going <laughs> to bust in with another, no, um, another angle of cats like Faye. Like, so your features, like you really come off when, you know, and that's, that's and, you know, that's actually an MC's job. You know what I'm saying? You, you want me on this track. You know, I gotta come here with swords blazing. So like stuff like Berserker Wits on my man Subcon, but like um like getaway car. So you on that joint, Ooh. yeah, like like ASAP shit. And you a TV assistant. Like where you come up with that shit? You know what I'm saying? I'm listening to it. I'm like, yeah, Yo, yeah. Fuck that. Su- that, was that was dead that. real. That was uh okay. that was at pseudo that was pseudo.com. I was working okay, at pseudo.com. Okay. Um and cats who know 88 hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. stuff oh. of that nature. Like I was the dude with the mics. So I was like miking up like Ja Rule and I was miking up, you know, um Sean Paul or or and then it went when it was Sean 80 hip hop night, straight up. Like I remember Sean Paul came through before he blew up and all the girls were like, Yo, Paul, you miking him up, what's good? Ask him about his girlfriend. I'm like, Yeah, I'm a professional. Like, don't ask people like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but it was it was bug it was humbling in some in some you know regards but then like on eighty eight hip hop night like a lot of cats would show love and that was encouraging because it was like yo man what are you doing you should be holding the mic not you know fixing mine and I was like yo good looking but you know it was a good it was a good gig it was something I wanted to be involved in and to be around that but certain cats were just like I mean certain cats were assholes you got to deal with that and then. And, you know, it was just like in the back of your mind, you're like, you know, I'd watch this dude. You know what I mean? Like you have these thoughts. Mm. And, and then so it just it just came out. So I, I that's crazy. Like thinking about it, I can't think of one joint that wasn't like totally just, you know, not inspired by something that actually happened to me or somebody, you know, like building with me on it. You know, those those are the best mm-hmm. narratives. Those. those- those um those provide the best bones and shit. So like like one of these like see like you like went to eighty seven, one of my joints. Mm-hmm. Now that really happened. And my mom just and it's funny. I was talking to my mom the other day. She brought it up about us getting you know stuck up in the elevator and shit. So like you know it just came up. So so yeah you know that's peace breathing. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. But I mean those like those second, those. You know every everything so- is an opportunity. You know. So can can I, can I bring you back to the stories real quick? Because this is something I've always wanted to know, especially with these, specifically with these two stories. Um, okay. Like the last line on Luc- on Lucifer and the last line on I'm gonna kill you. 
always just hit me okay. so hard. Like it's almost like because you have this this whole story about what's happening, and then at the very end you have this quick sort of snapshot on like this sort of tragic figure within the story, right? So on on Lucifer, you have the last line on the on the Ella Chubby Widow cries alone because her man had gotten loose. If her brother can't take it, yep. And then um, at yeah. the at the very end of I'm gonna kill you, um, you know I figure he wasn't but he wasn't bluffing. But honey, I was with was strictly body bag stuffing. So did you have these lines written? Like was that where you saw the song ending before you even started it, or is that just sort of like where it went on its own? Nah, I knew I knew for both how those had to end. You know what I mean? Like okay. I knew how they had to end. Um, and then it was just like, all right, well let's let's plot the correct course and end with something Word. you know str- strong enough you know what i mean Could, and um i'm sorry go ahead, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to i was just gonna say because to me like those two lines are what turn those stories from like good stories to great stories you know what i mean it's like it hits you with something so powerful that you might not have even been thinking about through the whole song and it just like changes the whole yeah. perspective of the story you know, and yeah, yeah, you'll I see mean, that a lot in story rap telling. And it's tricky. I mean, even even like joints, you know, that I've, I've written recently, like I've, I've, you know, I've gotten to to the end, and I'm like, eh. But you know, it's like sometimes that's what it is. You know, um, especially we're talking about, you know, what what you was going on, and, and I'm still just kind of reflecting on shit I'm doing, and they becoming the songs. So it's like. Like I, I, I write songs about teaching. I write songs about relationships. I write songs about you know what I mean. So it's just like it's tricky. But you know them them two joints were just like you young and you you wilding and you kind of going through stuff and you know those experiences. Something about man that that clay was a little bit more <laughs> flexible. You know what I mean? It was just it was just a different time and um. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was trying to like have some kind of reveal come out at the end of it. You know what I mean? And and you know, a lot of cats that that I was feeling and listening to, you know, I think about Pass Me By, the letter came back three days later, return to sender. Damn, you know, mm, just little mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just like, yo, that's how that's how you end it. You know what I mean? You end it just like with this, you know, if we're talking about literature and you're like all right cool well that's the fall in action like that shit don't fall it drops you know what i mean like bam yeah and then it's you and then you out you know so you know um it's ill just talking about it now because i'm like i want that again (laughs) (laughs) i I want that shit (laughs) so what i I was wondering is dude is like i remember the first time i really like sat with your stuff uninterrupted was when prince among thieves came out and i bought that joint the same day as eminem's album and the roots album and then that album it's like one of my favorite like hip-hop release days ever as a fan and uh so i remember like playing it i was in high school and i went to the record store right after school and bought all of them joints and sat down at this spot in philly called the gallery it's like an underground mall and so i just sat there and like played them back to back to back in my CD Walkman, and uh, so it's funny like hearing you now speaking while I'm listening on headphones to do the show, and like really thinking the first time twenty years ago I sat hearing your voice like uninterrupted on that album, 
and it's like you have like one of like the most like uniquely like hip hop as voices ever. Like you sound like a hip hop person even when you're talking about anything. And so I was wondering like what what, what do people ever like specifically get at you for your voice first like voiceover work or cuz even even with the Prince Paul album like you're doing a lot of talking and narrating it's not just you rhyming. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of bug. I've never considered um, voiceover work. Um, I've never been approached. Um, and as far as you know, I I, I love my voice because it's mine, and it's the way you know I I just always dug it, and I I had a, like a different appreciation for it once it got recorded. I remember like the first couple times even hearing my voice on like a four track. You know, just in the crib, and I was like, "Yo, that sounds cool. I could live with that." And it was obviously higher pitched then, because I was, you know, like twelve. But um, some about it, I was like, "Yo, it's, it's it just felt comfortable." And um, I'm I'm sure it's shifted. You know, I mean, at some point, even now, I hear joints, and then I, I listen back, and I hear a difference. But um, it ain't it ain't but it's still me. I mean. I had the exact opposite reaction when I started recording. I hate my rap voice still to this damn day and shit. Like, Word? You got this opinion of what your voice sound like in your head, and nah, my joint don't match up. But people say it's cool and shit, but I hate my <laughs> rap voice, yo. So I, I salute to you for loving yours and shit, because I'm still working on that when it comes to mine and shit. I mean, the, the thing is, I think, like, when you get that idea and you do hear it, like, um... I could be slightly off, like whether I'm tired or I'm too energetic or something. And I'm like, yo, you, right. you went out. You went, it's like you went out of bounds. It's, it's like wide left. Right, right. And it'd be something real subtle. But like I hear it. And then, um, so there is like, and it's bugged because it's like, it's not like I'm trying to sound a particular way, but I know when I'm not sounding like me. And especially in this day and age, because cats be having like styles now where it's like, you know, they get a bit more creative with, you know, like trying to force melody or, or, or like some weird emphasis. And I ain't mad at it. That's what they do. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, I could definitely have different subtleties to it without, but I can't get too far away from, um, I guess, whatever home is. You know what I mean? Mm. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna designer his voice and shit like that. All that, all that, all that crazy yeah, I'm, boy do. I'm good on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out designer, no, but I no, I, I get you breeze like um I'll do dances with my voice. And actually I like when I mess with my voice rather than the main voice. But it's just about, you know, knowing what you can do. Cause if you're gonna hit a certain note, just know you gotta stay there if you if you're not that type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but that that's and, from, and it's not like that's from a long way. That's from like Gil Scott Heron and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like knowing and, and mastering your voice and shit. I mean, and there's other cats that I've looked at. Um, you, you mentioned Gil Scott. I think of like Steve Arrington is like one of my favorite like vocalists because nice. he, his voice is not pretty, but it's just so him. You know what I mean? There you yep. go, swinging. Like when you hear joints like, you know, walking down the street watching ladies, like some of them slave joints, it's like, wow, you know, like it's just so funky unto him and then it's just like yep. and then i think about coming up and and 
the Jungle Brothers. The Jungle Brothers to me was so funky. So it's, I'm not saying that I wouldn't try to do something melodic. Whatever it would have to be, it would have to be whatever I end up organically becoming in that regard. Because let's face it, I mean, we all come up, you know, we sing, you know, them them R&B joints when we in the yep. way, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, why not? Why not incorporate that? You know what I mean? It's like, like I said, the, the, the Jungle Brothers, man, like, they're, they're just like subtle um, melodies were just, it was the chant shit. You know what I mean? That shit was just like, I mean, who ain't sit there and wild out and dancing on the dance floor and just like really enjoying that and um, seeing other people enjoy that. When you see Baby Africa even acting, like he had a good acting voice. Like he would do um, narrations and the, the stuff that he would act in, like, you know, talking into the scene and stuff and that would work. So yeah, definitely some people have more natural yeah. gift for it, you know, than others. Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not closing the door on the idea of seeing what else the voice could become. I just don't want to force it. You know what I mean? Indeed. All right, man. Wait. Yeah, I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. So, um, so Breeze, I'm bopping off that. So on Prince Among Thieves, you did a joint with your sister. Um, called the other line and shit. So when you're writing yeah. back offs and you got like an off kilter, like give and take, not a, even like two bar, two bar, like, you know, y'all trading like threes, ones, you know, coming in and out, especially with the answering the phone and shit. Do you have to like really sink in, sit together or can somebody take the lead and then they pick up or is it like a dance like that? Like, like passing a baton or y'all like sitting together like bond, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I I I did write that whole joint, like, but I knew that her voice would be dope for it. We talk about voices. Ah, okay. And um, I really I really dig my sister's voice. Um, I, I like I like the tone of it. And um, it was weird because she's my sister, but <laughs> you know what I mean, it was exactly. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn about that till later, later. Like, I was like, like, all right, yo, they they playing the role and shit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, come on, man, be easy. <laughs> but um, but it was an opportunity for her, and um, you know, I thought it was an opportunity for the record to be dope because, I mean, that was essentially you know the goal, and Paul was with it. He said, yeah, yeah, try it, you know. And he ain't even, you know, it's not like he he heard a lot from my sister Rhyme at the time. She she wasn't on the first album like that, so. Right. You know, I just appreciate that Paul was like listening with his producer Paul and you know, he was honest. He was like, yo, if it don't sound good, we'll do something else. But he mm. liked it. And um I thought she rocked it, you know. That last line's a little weird. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, but I'm a big fan of the back and forth. You know, Styles, Jada, yeah. your host and Ray, and to hear you or her on the female voice coming back and forth, and then um, it's funny because I had a chance meeting with her like later on, like she just popped up at my college at the time, and I was like, oh shit, you know, like putting two and three together and shit, like you know, so yeah, salute to her, salute to y'all, yeah. that's dope. Hell yeah, yeah, nah, man, that was that was the greatest opportunity, you know, to work with Paul, and um, you know, still still to this day, you know, we talk and. Real dude. He's just a real dude and a, and a good person. And, and obviously, you know, he's a genius. 
And um, I'm mm-hmm. so happy to be a part of that project. You know. That's dope. All right, for my for my 25th birthday, I think it was my 25th birthday. I was at a, a party, and my friend brought me that CD and the T-shirt for my birthday. Oh, I wear a T-shirt okay. to the fucking the ground. Yeah, it was it was damn, a dope gray uh, T-shirt. Man. I was like, damn. Yes, I had one. I had one. Damn. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I, I what was on the T-shirt? And my Stretch and Bob T-shirt. It was just an album cover. Last oh, nice. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. Rest of all days. Yeah, yeah, cause y'all went in on just the like phone. the y'all had the um, yep. y'all had the like the little little video like vignette and stuff, and I and I I, I thought I was like, yo, dope. They like doing like six, seven songs, and then you know, print yeah. was real big back then. I had ads in the source and shit like that. So yeah, oh, that, yeah, that, that worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that was that was um, that was dope. So Breeze, maybe my timeline is fucked up, but um, did you? Was that the first time you were ever involved in anything with L, or did you guys do like Indelibles before that? Indelibles was actually before that. Yeah, I was. It did I, right. Okay. I met, yeah, I I had met um, I had you know met and did shows with 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 L and 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 Just and Len and Trez, that whole crew. Um, before yeah. I I ever met Paul, so. Okay. If anything, you know, it it probably helped. Um, I guess timeline wise, it was like, uh, was on Electra, got dropped from Electra. Um, was always kind of cool with Bob through um Pete Pete Nice, and then um, okay. and then you know started doing shows near Rican and all that. Me to L and M, and then we really like did the show in Wesleyan. And then we really had a time to like talk when we was up there. And then it just, you know, that was way before I met Paul. And shit actually died down with Paul. I mean, overall, just, you know, with music in general. And then that's, yeah. that's when Paul came and kind of re, reinvigorated shit um, on, on a lot of levels. But um, yeah, it, 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 that was a little bit before. That's dope. Um, I, I was funny. You mentioned New Eureka. I used to always like when I started going to New Eureka, and it was before anybody actually knew what L looked like. I used to always like people come up to me like you LP, because I was just like a chubby white dude with a fucking red scraggly ass beard. <laughs> I was like, no, you got There was some doppelganger and shit going on in the underground. I remember when everybody thought thought the clips yep. were stretch. Yeah, I mean, it was uh. <laughs> And then, um, you know, that's funny with you out too. That's crazy, but I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh man. <laughs> I want to ask Bree real or something. Too, but I'm asking this like, a question. Yeah. Um, I got a question. Yeah, man, real quick. Oh, well, that, that, here's, here's what I'm wondering too. When Breeze, when you write, the, like from back in the day, man, I'm, I'm I'm assuming back then you probably wrote like, on pen and paper and had like you know rhyme books, but when you write now, do you write in your phone? Do you record it? Like, do you go in your head? Like, do you still use a pen and a pad? Like, how how has your actual rhyme writing process changed? Um, now it's really like trying to be as efficient because I have very little time to do it. Um, between the baby, uh, teaching, I have two older children. Um, you know, and just there's not a lot of time. So it's by hook or by crook. 
Um, my preference is pen and pad. Um, but then what happens is I'll pen and pad and then I'll throw whatever. It could be trash. It could be cool. It could be two words. It could be 24 bars. I have one Google Doc where I throw everything. And then from that Google Doc, those little pieces become verses. And then I end up like just recording that for myself to hear it. Um, and then it is like I got verses. So I'm, I just be trying to stack them and stack them and stack them until I think of a song. And then mm. that song will take over. And like I said, it, it's hooked by Crook. So it's like I'll use the voice app to record shit. Like if I'm driving to work, boom, boom, boom. Throw down two bars. Keep it pushing. Later, I put it in the pad. And then it usually gets a little different on the pen and the pad. Then on the pen and the pad, it got like whatever different emanations. And I'll throw all them shits into the Google Doc when I get a second. And then usually, you know, shit just starts coming. It's, it's, it's been so long since I just sat down and wrote a verse. When it happens, I'm, I just call that shit cold turkey. Like I wrote, I wrote a verse cold turkey. <laughs> and then it's just like it'll be there. Very few of those make it you know, to the light of day, but chunks of them do in different, you know, um, combinations. So it's tricky. I mean, I remember as a kid, just pen and pad, pen and pad. I still have those notebooks. Um, it's bug. I come mm. across one. I'll be like, damn, look at that shit. Like I had a different common mm-hmm. word combination. I arranged this and, but it's <laughs> cool. I mean, just, I still just like writing. So it's, it's like, you know, I, I don't see that shit going nowhere. If if it's just something I love to do, if some people paint. I, you know, I mm-hmm. guess I write rhymes, and it's um, but it gets to you. You know what I mean? It's like there's just a lot of times where I'm just chilling. I'm, I mean, I was uh, at a farmer's market this weekend, and with my daughter and her mother, and I'm just like, oh, I'll be right back. Yeah, I look at the ducks and I'm in this corner just putting down a couple bars and shit. Probably look like a weirdo, but you know what? If you lose them, y'all know when you lose them bars. Oh, they're gone. Oh man. Uh, it's like somebody died. You know what I mean? So you're trying like, to get them back. You like what I say? Yo, did this ever happen to you guys where like yo wait wait anybody ever have a dream? Yo, did you ever have a dream where you're rhyming in your dream and then you wake up and you're like, yo, yes. that was hot. I'll just I'll I'll remember that yep. later and you never remember it. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Never get it back. Oh. songs. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, like shower, you're battling somebody shower, on stage. Or... Shower, lose it in the shower. Oh, yeah, yeah the shower. Yeah. yeah. Or like right before you fall asleep, like the perfect line will come to you. <laughs> yes. Or somebody yeah. fucking talking to you. Now I remember. I'm like, yo, stop talking to me. And they mess up the line. <laughs> they put their damn work on the line. Shut your mouth and shit. My brain's working, God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that is real. That is real talk. Yeah, man, you know. Man. So, so Breeze, how does? Because I've always been in groups my whole life, right? But I've never been in a group with my family. So, what is that dynamic like? Like, I know the group dynamic. Like, when my group ends, I could be like, you know, I'm not gonna fucking talk to y'all for like two months because I can't fucking deal with seeing you. But I can't imagine you could do that with family, like when you have beef like that in the group. So, how how is that dynamic work? Uh, we've had some long space <laughs> between us. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh God. We definitely have. Um, it's not easy. Um, you know, because you go in there and I'm in a weird position as a middle child. 
Slim is older. Heroin yep, is yep, younger. I... And, and, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, a part of me is just like, fuck y'all. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> and I'm sure they feel the same way with me. But, you know, there is something, there is something to be said about, I think the greatest song I've ever been involved in is I'm Gonna Kill You. And that's just how I feel. Like, you know, I love, you know, I love a lot of the stuff I've done. Like, it's all a blessing. But that song to me, it just has something else going on. Like, when I hear it and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, and the fact that I did that with my brother, like, there's something, to me, there's something special about that. And it's hard Word. because it's like, you know, his life is even more hectic than mine. You know what I mean? He's He's been teaching for 18 years. You know, he got his issues with, you know, his family and, you know, and then, and then sometimes I'm around him and I don't want to talk about music. I want to talk about the Knicks. I want to talk about, yeah. you know, yo, I was at your job. I saw, you know, the secretary, man, don't get in trouble. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you just want to talk <laughs> about regular life shit. And it's just like, but then we have to talk about music because that's just mm-hmm. something that, you know, we felt like we started together and, you know, whatever emanation it ends up becoming, whether it's, you know, like my sister threw out a solo, I'm about to throw out some stuff that, you know, Slim ain't produced none of it. You know what I mean? And that's like, part of it's weird and then part of it is just like, I accept it. Because that's just what the music told me. You know what I mean? But then there's other parts of it where it's like, shit, I want to just, you know, do what we did. I want to do, you know, Clear Blue Skies. I want to do, you know, um, Use Your Confusion. I want to do all of that, you know, five times over. Because it's, it's dope, you know? Me and my brother and my sister against the world. There's something beautiful about that. But it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. So I, I think we're in the best place we've ever been in. Where it's like, look, if you need me, holler, and um, I'll try to be out there. And then, you know, if I don't want you there, don't feel offended. And that's how it is with us. You know what I mean? It's mm. just like, just just be the best you you could possibly be. Don't feel any duty to me. You know what I mean? Because, mm. you know, duty and great art are not the best bedfellows. You know what I mean? You should never feel a duty yeah. to make art. You know what I mean? You should feel a passion. You should feel a desire. But desire and duty, I mean, the oil and water. You know what I mean? Ask anybody who's been married for a minute. Desire and duty, they, you know, they ain't hand in hand. They ain't lockstep. No, no. So it's like, so that becomes weird. But then sometimes it's like, I'll just send my brother a song and then he just hits me back and we're talking about the song and we're geeked out and just like, yo, you heard this, this cat said this and we just enjoying it as fans again. And then it feels like, you know, when we was little kids listening to poetry or, you know, taking mm-hmm. something on the DNA and Hank Love show or, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's we back at it again. The same thing with my sister. I mean, my sister played me a joint the other day and I was like, damn, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let, just like as a fan of my sister, I like, yo, you really, hell yeah, hell yeah, you really, hurt, you really are hurting them. So it's just like, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't play ball a lot no more. I don't do a lot of this shit. So it's not like we gonna go to the park and let's get them. You know what I mean? Like, 
you know, that's quiet. So let's just make some music and get them with that. So, you know, I still hope for that day and I think it will come. Um, but I, it's not all or nothing though. You know what I mean? It's not like if I don't do nothing with my, my, my family, then I ain't doing nothing. And in the same token, it's like, I don't want it to be like, if we can't get this music done, fuck you. I don't want to talk to you. Like it's, it's not like that no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Life is too short. Word. And we just got to enjoy each other and try the best to be happy. And if music's a part of that happiness, then, you know, let's just enjoy it. Dude, man. I, I, I think, I think, I think, what, what, what's left to say? Think, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's... You kind of nailed it right there. So, <laughs> so I think before we bounce, you have. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Anything coming up? Any any shows? Any music? Um, yeah, I mean, I got a project coming out, man. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's got three joints that have been previ- previously released, um, but never on vinyl. Um, and okay. then ten joints that that are new to the world. So nice. you know, I'm I'm I got um some really you know I'm happy for cats who looked out. I got. A, some DJ Spinner production on there, Marco Polo production on there. Um, mm. I did a couple of joints. Um, nice. And then you know, and and it's bug because it's it's like it's like part mixtape, part album, part you know, just I don't know, greatest hits that weren't great. I mean, it's it's like joints that it spans from 2003 to 2017. It starts with awesome. me talking about President Bush and it ends with me talking about President Trump. So it's just Ooh, like, wow. um, it's, so it's, it's, so it's actually, an uplifting album. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I'm shitting on him. So that uplifts me. <laughs> we need more of that. I don't know why cats are so quiet. You know, I mean, there's only been a handful of joints. Slaughtering this dude, and um, he's he's such a knucklehead that I feel like we we got to put out more songs just to keep score. You know what I mean? Mm, it's yeah. like mm. you know, let's keep a tally. Like that. You know? yeah, for real, yo. He he he, he, he trying to come at us. We could come at him. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Let's let's at least do it, man. Let's at least you know keep it in our consciousness because I feel like. We get so overwhelmed with the nonsense, like it just we getting numb to it. So let's let's just you know put you know put a slick line on it, a different approach, put an L beat behind it, just so that people could think about it in a different context than one that they always see it. But in between that, you know, it's just like it's joints. I'm happy. B Money hit me with a joint. Seb got a joint on there. Nice. It's 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 good. It's good stuff. You know. Hell yeah. So y'all heard it here first, Call Out Culture. Premiere, yo, look for it. Buy it, buy two copies, it's vinyl. That means you gotta get two copies, two turntables. Stop fucking front, <laughs> fuck out of here. Word, word, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you for, uh, and thank you for joining us, man. It's much appreciated. Nah, man, I mean, I love what y'all doing and you know what I mean? It's just, um, you know, I'll be seeing y'all ruffling feathers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly like, last. That's all last. That's the last. That's all the last. Hey, man, wow. you know what? As long as we talking about this shit, like, for real, for real, 
I just think it's great what y'all doing overall between the call out culture and just just everything, man. I just I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all as artists and you know what I mean Thanks, man. just just you know, we, we out here. We out here. We all fight a right. good fight. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Salute, salute. All, all right, right, my brothers. All right, man. Thanks, man. Thank you again. It's been cool. No doubt. Peace, y'all. All right. Peace. Peace.